Hi, I'm Jess, a women's health enthusiast raising my family around the world. And like you, I'm a girl who's seeking solutions. And I'm Cody, a holistic health practitioner, functional nutritionist, and a period problem solver. Did you know that periods don't have to feel like a monthly curse? That's right. We want every girl to actually look forward to her time of the month because our periods can tell us so much about our health. It's time we start seeing our periods as our girl superpower. Yep, we are here to change the conversation about periods and everything else related to our health and happiness. Let's talk. On today's episode, we are going to have a really fun conversation with a good friend of mine, but also an amazing professional in the health and wellness world. Her name is Leanna Hunt, and she is EFT and NLP certified, and she has years and years and years of experience guiding women through all kinds of timeline therapy, emotional work. She's an expert in using techniques that help to release like current sabotage that we sometimes are feeling or creating ourselves um, that keep us from healing from stored negative beliefs and all of that. And so today is going to be an interesting conversation, something a little different than what we usually talk about, but I want you girls to know that it is so in line with what our mission is here at the It's Her Time podcast. We want to give you girls information on how to be healthy as a whole, not just our hormones, but the things, our emotions actually play a huge role in our hormone balance. So I'm super excited for you guys to get to meet Liana. We're going to have a really fun conversation, but before we get on into the conversation with Liana, I'm sitting here with Jess. And of course, as you girls know, one of our very favorite things is to go through all of the fun things you guys share with us on our Tell Us Tuesday on our Instagram account. And so let's dive into another Uh, Mixers girls say. All right, ladies, you ready for this? We're going to do another episode where we dig into never have I ever prompts because these are hilarious. I love them. And I love it because people answer knowing that like we we keep it confidential, but we do (laughs) like to hear, you know, people's, I don't know, their input on what they've done. Well, because we can relate so many times. I love it. Okay. Never have I ever dyed my own hair. Oh yeah. I haven't. You've never dyed I've your never own hair? I've never dyed my own hair. Unless oh we're goodness. considering pink, like a pink shampoo, like I did a couple weeks ago, but That's I've never true. dyed my Every own hair. Every event Mixers does, we <laughs> have pink hair and then we end up with pink hair for weeks. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, back Did you in, bleach your own hair? I have. I oh have. Because word. this was a thing in the 80s. Like you're too you young. Your you weren't hair. even born. But we would put lemon juice. We'd put peroxide like directly on. Oh, I mean, we did gosh. weird stuff back then. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. I But I've never gone like, like a professional, not like how I do my hair now. I've never mm-hmm. done that, but I've gone every color under the rainbow. I love that mm-hmm. about you. Well, I think this is interesting because 2,500 women say that they have mm-hmm. and 2,100 women say they haven't. That's, so it's very yeah. like very split down the middle. So that's a fun one. Yeah. Okay. Never have I ever gone viral. Um, 4,140 women say I haven't. 212 women say I have. I want to know how the women went viral. Mm-hmm. And what does that, that exactly mean? How do I you think go viral? It, meaning how many? That they've gone viral. Well, that's my question. Is it mm-hmm. like when there's millions? Mm-hmm. I had one TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you did. You know about the one. How many did one you end TikTok, up with? Oh, you I think go- it got to like 10 million ah! views, but it wasn't me. It was Mo- our friend Molly the mom. Uh-huh. She's hilarious. She's super cute. Check her out on TikTok if you're well, into TikTok. 
And Jess is so fun with, she's so great at dancing. She's using those skills to help, you know, oh, yeah. I lift can, people's I spirits and make them up. Oh, yeah. All day long, Cody. Oh, yeah. No, so I did a funny TikTok with Molly. Yeah. And that went viral so randomly. Uh-huh. And even she was laughing at how well it did, but that it was fun. <laughs> it like, did. And I think that's just kind of the point of going viral is like, don't like have your life committed to it and not be happy unless you go viral. Because like, has it changed fun. your life? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I mean, we did a one that I don't know if this is considered viral, but it was just we'll us dancing viral. with our girl. Yeah, we're viral. Mm-hmm. And we got like over 100,000. Boom. I think I didn't checked it for a while. Uh, but I was either. like, why are people wanting? I'm so new to this world. I'm like, People wanted to see 30 seconds of us just yeah. dancing and hip thrusting. And you know what? You know we what? will do it all day long. The people couldn't get enough. We love it. Yep. That, mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so fun though, Cody. Yeah. It's because both of us, like we care so deeply about mixers, but yeah. we're in it for like uh, the benefits of mixers. We're not in it because we're like, the two of us really care to be <laughs> TikTok famous. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, next is never have I ever broken a bone. This surprises me with the responses. Hmm. 61% of people say they haven't. I would think it's more than that. I would too. I would think it's how? more than that. 40 per, six, 44% have broken a bone. I don't even bone. know how that's possible. I've broken plenty of bones. I've broken hmm. an arm, an ankle, a wrist. <laughs> me too. I don't know. All at once, I had a snowboarding accident that I've been, it's been probably now six years. I don't know how long ago it was, but it was really pathetic. Like I was in a pathetic situation and I broke my ankle. I had broken ribs. I did my shoulder, oh, no. you know, totally messed it all up. Like oh, there no. was nothing on me. Oh, Trying no. to function was kind of, it was really sad and pathetic. I'm so sorry. No, Cody. but you know, the body's amazing and it I knows feel, how to heal. You know? I feel like, of course, that's happened to you. I don't know. I don't know. Cody I has like the best life stories for like everything. Everything. She lives, you live a fun-filled life. I, I love do it. have fun. And that's where I'm like, how do you get through life without breaking bones? Because like know. with my family, rarely do we ever get like sick. Mm-hmm. We never have medical bills like that. They're always injuries, bones. always injuries. Yeah. So hmm. that's not a good thing. I'm just saying yeah. it's just what it is with us. Okay. Never have I ever yelled at a boss at work. I for sure hope <laughs> that I never get yelled at by someone on our team. Oh, get ready. That no, would make me so sad, no, but nobody would yell at you. 899 women voted that they have yelled at a boss. Hmm. And this is another, I know I say this on like frequent episodes, like I want to know more about this. Mm-hmm. Like Why? what got you to the mm-hmm. point of yelling? Well, A, were you yelled at first? Because mm-hmm. I totally understand you sticking up for yourself. But like, I feel like I'd be very nervous, like yell at a boss. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I, I over wouldn't. Over 4,000 haven't yelled at a boss. I stick up for myself, but I try to keep it cool. And I try to like, try to talk it out, use communication to work yeah. through things. Because I don't think you get very far when you like yelling. get to that point where you're yeah. yelling. I just yep. feel like nobody hears you when mm-hmm. you do that. So. Yep. Unless you're being like disrespected. Yeah. Back off. Like if it's yeah. a safety issue and I need to like yeah. protect something, then yes. But Mama bear. At work? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. This is the last one. And I definitely have d- done this one plenty of times. Way too many times. <laughs> Can't wait to You hear. have too. Oh, I have. Okay. I'm sure you have. <laughs> Never I have I ever streaked. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've talked about it. I think oh. we've done this too. I know. But I feel like people weren't being truthful on this because over 4,000 people say they haven't and only 872 people say they have. And I'm like, oh, 
I feel like more people have streaked than that, but maybe you and me just, (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny to me. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. I don't streak all over. It's not a thing I'm doing currently. Come on, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Friday night, streaking night. No, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it was funny. I know. We have told stories about it. And Mm -hmm. the one with Jess that she went in and streaked through her boyfriend's house and got caught by the boyfriend's (laughs) mom is one of my, oh, I'm going to tell you about. I I did a streaking down a main road in our town with three other boys. It was me and three boys and in the middle of the day. I don't know why we did this, but it was funny. I just keep reminding myself, like, be prepared for when my Uh kids are teenagers. Yeah. Because there really is just a phase of life where streaking and mooning is so funny. funny. However— I do feel like things have changed so I much do too. to where yeah. like when we were doing it, it was like so funny and like we didn't get in trouble. We weren't doing it to be like disgusting, but like, I feel like now people like mm. you can That's get true. in some serious trouble these days for doing things that used to just be yeah. funny. But it's true. Don't, we don't encourage this yeah, whatsoever. Do not. No one listening to this say but, that you are encouraged <laughs> by us to, to streak. But if you have a teenager and they do something like this. Just know that they turn out fine. Jess and I turned we out turned just out fine. We turned out just fine. And all the yeah. friends that did all the things with me are great too. So I feel yeah. like it's a phase. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. All right, this is actually kind of a funny transition because we're going from laughing about streaking straight into our episode with Leanna Hunt, but we hope you guys had some good laughs, and now let's do some deep dives with Leanna. All right, are you guys ready for a really fun conversation? Like I said, I'm sitting down right now with my really good friend, Leanna Hunt. You guys are going to not only love the knowledge that she's going to drop on you today, but you're just going to love her fun personality. Like I said, she's a really good friend. We met how long ago? It's been a long time it's now. It's been 10 years. It's been like <laughs> over a decade ago. And I, it's been, I think, to kind of share how we met. We actually met because of health and wellness. And, and maybe you can just introduce yourself too and tell a little bit about your backstory because I think our listeners are going to be really um, interested. And I think there's going to be a lot of the listeners today that can relate. So I always love our guests to kind of tell like, where did it all begin? Hi guys, Cody. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I love it. Thank you so much for asking me. And when I think about a decade, I know it's crazy because as it can be so short (laughs) when you think about (laughs) 10 years and some of those moments for both of us, I know have been really long. Oh man. There's been a lot of things going on in those last 10 years and yeah, a lot of experience, but you're right. It does not seem like 10 years ago. So we here met. we are a little here bit older, but a lot wiser. A lot wiser. That's <laughs> a lot for happier. Sure. Mm-hmm. This is so true. So I met Cody when we first moved to Utah. Actually, you were probably one of the very first people yeah? I think that I met. <gasps> Yay. I came up to the triathlon gym and there you were doing nutrition. And I connected right away with you because of all your knowledge. And I was right at that point trying to figure out my own health. 
I had just come from California and moved. That was a big deal. I had three little kids and my body was not just responding well to what would we call it? Just normal, quote mm-hmm. unquote, normal. Yeah, medicine. you were experiencing that- <laughs> some changes. You just had a baby. So there were some hormonal things that were playing a role in a lot of things that you were dealing with. I remember all of this. Yes. Yeah, so I I was so connected to Cody's teachings and I loved her 21 detox, 21 day detox. Oh, that yes. She that was a decade ago. I mean, it literally was a decade ago. It was a long time ago. That's right. That's but anyway, right. so just, I don't know if you know how much you've actually taught me about <gasps> well, nutrition you. and wellness, but the coolest thing I love about Cody is she was <laughs> the very first person I did a triathlon with. Oh, yes. You're so sweet. I didn't mean to like invite you onto this podcast to give me all this praise, but <laughs> I love that I was your first friend here. And I love that we have both been able to learn from each other because just as much as you're saying you've learned from me, I can say the same about you. And I think that's, that is what bonded us is that we kind of could see each other on a similar path. And both of us had different experiences that we could share with each other and we could grow and learn together. And I used to go teach nutrition workshops. Leanna was always my like sidekick. She'd come in and help me (laughs) teach. It was so fun. She was into all of the crazy things I was into as far as like food you know, like the recipes I was creating, she was into it and down to try it. I remember we've had a lot of time, but what I, you're right. I love that you brought up the triathlon. Um, it was such a fun experience having somebody that I then trained with. We became training partners and awesome. actually trained for a half mar- or half try half Ironman. There we go together. And that was probably one of the best races I think that I've ever been a part of. It was mostly because of the fun I had with you and just the training leading up to it and so forth. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So that was actually my first connection to triathlon. I moved here, learned a new skill. And that was so great to have you as a buddy. I was learning about nutrition on the side. So as far as my story, there's so many layers to our story, right? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like what makes us who we are. But the biggest thing I want to talk about is I kind of found a high in triathlon as far as kind of found my worth in that kind of got my, like I had to do something and that was what was equal to me being good enough. Mm. And it's not until now that I can look back and start to see, okay, life got harder. We had another baby. My husband lost both his parents 20 days apart from each Uh. other. I was in a car accident with my, all my kids, my new baby had a really bad concussion. We had some extreme financial problems. And that all happened within a few months of each other. My Mm -hmm. husband lost his job. And so the only thing I knew how to like get that high back was to train for another race. Mm -hmm. So 2014, and you've done this race. Yes. 2014, I did my first full distance Ironman, which how many miles is <laughs> well, you're you're swimming around two and a half miles, and then That's you're right. biking 112, and then you run the distance of a full marathon, so 26.2 miles. So it's a lot of miles. So yes. you just cool down with a marathon. <laughs> you just yeah, end it all up. Just wrap so it up with a marathon. I love I love triathlon. I love what I did, mm-hmm. but what was the disconnect for me is that I was trying to find my worth and my value in that, and I got to a point that my body mm-hmm. could not keep up. I don't know if anyone out there, any of your listeners, oh, I can dealt with that. <laughs> I, I was in the same boat, Liana, and you know that. And this is where we've kind of like a journeyed and continued journeying and all of this together and can relate so much to each other. Triathlon was awesome for me too. 
but it did totally drive me and my hormones into the ground because not only was I putting my body under so much stress trying to train and and perform in these different um, events, but I was also going through a bunch of different stressors with financial. It was a weird financial time, I think, for a lot of people. Um, But also there were, you know, running businesses and and just the stress of all of that. And we, we, when we're at a certain age, a lot of times we can kind of, we can survive in that environment and we can survive pretty well thinking we're doing great and we're actually improving and, and all of this is positive. But over time, our body will eventually kind of break and our body starts screaming at us with symptoms that's trying to tell us like, hold on, you're overdoing it. This is too much. This is not helping. It's hurting. And I don't know, Leanna, for you, for me, I, I would kind of try to hush those symptoms because yeah. I didn't want to stop doing what I was doing because like you just described, you have your friend group, you have just, you get addicted to that high from performing at such a high level, you know, as far as doing endurance sports or whatever it is that you're into, all of that is really addicting. And it, it does kind of become your identity and you kind of define your worth exactly. Like you said, I totally relate to that based on that performance. So yeah. And then all of a sudden your body's like, nope. Yeah. And the, the hard part was, was, was being able to recognize, okay, my body is not able to keep up Mm -hmm. with four kids. My husband started his own practice, which is amazing today. But looking back since 2014, it's been a lot of me surrendering Mm. really. I love that word. Yeah. Surrendering to the fact that my body didn't need an actual finish line every day for me to feel good enough. And and so I've spent that amount of time kind of deconstructing what I thought about myself and my worth and the attachments to things and accomplishments and really doing the work at a deeper level to heal my belief in myself. And that's ultimately what I do now. I love it. So. It's so beautiful. And that's what I'm wanting you to share with our ladies today, because I feel like there's so many, we have a variety of ages and people in different stages of life, right? And um, it's so important for us to kind of hear stories. And maybe we are relating to the story, you know, the beginning of what Leanna's story is, but then there might be some of you that are relating to the middle part that she's going to share. Um, and then hopefully we've got more of you that if you're not there already, we'll then start to be able to relate to kind of where she's at now. I'm just really excited for her to share kind of the steps and the different um, modalities and the different therapies and the different things that she has done to build herself back even better, right? She talked about how she had to deconstruct and and that's <laughs> that is part of it. You kind of sometimes have to take steps backwards and kind of, you know, begin again and then put things back in order the way that they're best, right, for you. So, yeah, continue. Sorry, I want you to share with the girls about kind of what it is that you um started doing once you kind of had this realization that you had just described. Right. So the first thing I did is I was, I was a stay at my home mom. My husband wanted to start his own physical therapy practice. We'd just gone through this, this death cycle and and Mm. my chronic illness. And so I actually turned to direct sales first. So I don't know if any of your listeners, you guys are some boss babes killing it out there, running your own business. (laughs) I'm sure there's lots of you out there. Yeah. I actually uh, went to the top of two different companies and it was, it was amazing, but What I want to share about that is really wherever you are in your life right now, I hope that you can just sit and look at the skills that you've gained Mm -hmm. and what's brought you to maybe preparing you for what's next. 
As you can probably tell, Liana is a go-getter. Um, she has that just drive naturally in her. So whether it is triathlon, whether it is business, whether it is motherhood, whether it is being a friend, I mean, she just puts her whole heart and soul into everything. And that's a beautiful thing about your personality. But oh, I so loved, sweet. I just love that point that you just shared about paying attention to not the finish line every time, but looking at the skills that you're building along the way. That is so key. Girls, write that down, put that in your notes and print that in your brain. That's key right there. So as far as my journey, I actually started in makeup sales. I know probably a lot of you guys love makeup and you follow some people that you buy makeup from and they're super, super inspiring. And Mm -hmm. I, I loved the community. And then I turned to a health and wellness company that that I was so passionate about sharing because I started feeling better. Mm -hmm. I started using things to help balance the stress in my body, which is so much of what you support. And so I find that that's so fun that I was kind of doing my thing and you've Mm -hmm. always done your thing. And so anyway, I looked to that health and wellness company. I really thought that was going to be it for me. I, I earned some amazing trips and was making more money than I ever had. But I found myself again, getting to this place of, okay, there's something else. Because something that I did not share still with a lot of people was that I was struggling with uh, my relationship with food. Mm. Sorry, it's kind of hard to talk about. It's okay. These are emotions that you're going to feel naturally. (laughs) And I feel like our girls, just so you know, Liana, have heard Jess and I cry more than they've ever wanted to. But this is real. So yeah, yeah, emotion. it's emotional for sure. So the one thing... I had made so many shifts in my health. I was, by 2018, was feeling the best I ever had physically. I had stopped doing long distance running and found more more love for yoga and stillness and reading books and and having better boundaries with my time. That's a podcast for another time Mm -hmm. as far as time blocking, time management, protecting your own energy. But the one thing that really hadn't changed was having an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And that's really beautiful because... You know, also one of the things that we really drive home is how a lot of times, you know, it's kind of like when it comes to medication or if we have an illness, we're like, we have these symptoms that are kind of showing up and we think we got to fix those symptoms. And so we do a symptom-based approach, but you know me, my training is in, let's keep digging. We got to do the investigation. We got to keep digging because even though Liana, it sounds like you were, um, you felt like you had finally felt like found the solution, right? Because the nutrition is a huge component of having this whole, you know, health, but it wasn't, you still hadn't quite hit where the root cause was coming from. And girls, this is, again, I keep getting, just getting, keep kind of cueing you in to like really pay attention to some of these things that Liana's sharing, because hopefully you can relate it. A lot of our emotions, and we've talked about this, that are unresolved or just habits that are unhealthy that we don't even think about anymore that just aren't resolved they will manifest themselves one way or another because our body is always trying to communicate to us. And so I'm proud of you that you recognize that and that thank you for also being willing to share this because again, I think a lot of us can can relate with a eating disorder or with these types of emotions that haven't been fully worked through. Yeah, I wasn't sure how deep I was gonna go into that today. And mm-hmm. this is, hi everyone, this is a new community <laughs> for me. So thanks for making me feel so welcome. But I do trust Cody. Yeah. And Cody knows some of my story and everything she said, especially the word root cause, we're going to get to in just a minute. Mm-hmm. But I found myself in this place. I had coached several hundred people. They were feeling better. 
but I found myself super frustrated that I still couldn't get to the root cause of this eating disorder. And that is after years of therapy, different programs, different workout routines, different styles of eating, different coaches. Can anyone out there relate? Hands (laughs) are being raised up and down all over. Yeah, we all can relate. So if you've tried all the things and you're sitting here listening to this podcast and you realize that you still are dealing with something maybe like that, like an unhealthy relationship with food or another addiction, I've actually just come to realize that sabotage comes in all forms. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what it is. For some of us, it's food. Some of us, it's it's money. Some of us, we just like to start arguments. I mean, there's yeah. so many ways we can be sabotaging our lives. And I knew at that point I had done so much work over the years that I needed to, again, like Cody said, I'm putting my quote air quotes up, <laughs> uh, get to the root cause. And the best way for me to do that was to take that to God in prayer. Mm-hmm. So I, I did. And I found myself in a period for about 30 days just in contemplation, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. How do I heal this? I thought at that point I had tried everything. And I remember one night where I was, I was sitting with my husband and it was very quiet. And I I really thought that he was the one talking to me. That's mm-hmm. how loud that voice was. That's and awesome. it was 2020 is going to be the year for learning. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was coming. <laughs> Little <laughs> did you know how much learning. Yes, but so beautiful. I love before it. Before the world shut down, mm-hmm. at very beginning, end of 2019, I committed to going back to school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that journey was going to look like. But I, I know that by saying yes to that, that big intuitive hit, that hit from God, what I like to call mm-hmm. them intuitive hits, that that led me down this path of where I am now. And um, I started with a, a life coaching cert- certificate that's recognized through the International Coaching Federation. That was really important to me that it was through an internationally recognized organization. And I knew at the end of that program that I gained some massive skills, but that just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So I dove into NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. It's understanding the language of the brain. And I was sort of got certified in timeline therapy, which is, we'll talk about that yeah, in a minute. Excited. And then I found the specialized technique by Brittany Watkins, and it is um a form of tapping. Do you know about tapping? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You've actually been a big <laughs> teacher of that for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So EFT tapping, where we tap on pressure points. Mm-hmm. If anyone out there has had acupuncture, it's similar to that, but we don't need needles. We just tap on our pressure points. And I learned a certain technique combined with visualization. And the focus was on finding the root causes of um, all the limiting decisions that are affecting us now. And in the matter of minutes of me learning this technique, I was able to change my pattern with food. Mm. And that was after um, 25 years of trying everything else. Yeah. So I, I no longer build a network marketing business. It became very clear that I was to coach and share this with others. I, I actually work with a lot of leaders and other companies as far as coaching and support. And so for me to be authentic with what I do, that was a sacrifice I had to make, but I can now look back at the steps mm-hmm. again and be like, okay, this was just my journey of where God was guiding me so I could learn skills and skills, sales skills, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is hard to say. Apparently. Yeah, that is a tongue twister, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and get to where I am now uh, coaching, and I'm really passionate about belief work. Yeah. So. Well, I I know without a doubt, Leanna, from the time that I met you, I could see that this would be an amazing role for you. And I'm just thrilled that you came to this point because the world needs you. They We need more um, practitioners out there that can help people find root causes. And so, you know, I love that you're sharing your experience and 
what Liana is describing, girls, just to simplify, and it's really hard to simplify the process that she just went through, but it comes down to actually just tuning in to your intuition. So when she is talking about going in and going deep through meditation, through prayer, through time, giving herself time to be able to receive that inspiration and then actually taking action on it and then continuing to have herself stay open to continue to receive whatever, um, you know, message that she needed in order to know what steps she needed to take next. That all comes down to really tuning into that intuition and trusting it. And that's so important. I feel like as women, we have this natural gift where we tend to have a, I mean, every human has an intuition, but I'm just saying as I think it's a superpower for women. I feel like we talk about mother's intuition, but I feel like, um, it's something that we kind of suppress a little bit. We don't always, you know, we want somebody else to tell us like what it is that we need to do. And maybe that's kind of what you were doing before is like, Maybe you're like, well, I've heard somebody does, you know, this type of, uh, you know, nutrition (laughs) program and I should do that. Or they took this supplement or they, you know, and you're listening to outside sources to tell you what you need to do next to feel your best. But it wasn't until you finally just went within and you went through and you tuned into your own intuition. And I relate to that because I've obviously over the last 20, over 25 years now of me being in the health and wellness world, um, my career has completely like it has shifted and it has like gone one way or another. Like I could have never predicted, you know, from where I began that I would be doing what I'm doing now. And that the focus that I'm focusing on now would be, you know, such a passion of mine. And I also know that like 10 years from now, another decade, <laughs> I could be co- totally into something else, but that's the beauty of it, right? Is listening right. to that intuition and really tuning into what it is that's right for you. And when we can do that, then we actually will be able to achieve real health. So I love that. So it sounds like a lot of these modalities, these things that you've been trained in, they gave you the tools, which is awesome because guess what, girls, a lot of us health practitioners, we became health practitioners because we were looking for tools, right? And so, (laughs) you know, all of us coaches out there, we were looking for tools and we found something that works and we're passionate about sharing it. So I'd love for you to just educate us, just educate us on some of these tools, these modalities. What do you call them? Tools, modalities, yeah, therapies. modalities, tools, okay. all of it together. Yeah. Kinda like your tool, like what, yeah. um, what you have in your toolbox. I love that. Yeah. It's just really visual. Right. And that's really what it is. There's so many, so many ways that we can tap into that intuition and don't literally you think, tap. Yeah. Re- literally <laughs> tap you know, into your intuition. Points. So yeah, Liana, just give us all the goods on this. Cause I, I personally love to learn about this stuff and I know our audience will be really interested too. Well, the coolest thing about intuition that I want to share, and I think this totally supports all of you guys that are using these products, right, mm-hmm. too, is intuition is both a function of our brain and our body. So if our body is not in balance, if our body is not well, if we're uh, chronic illness, um, addicted to f- certain foods, we might miss those intuitive hits that our body signals are sending us. Mm-hmm. I dealt with g- gut pain for such a long time that if I was supposed to follow that gut instinct, I was dealing with so much pain that it was just confusing. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah, and <laughs> like, and you try to just quiet it and you, instead of listening right. to it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so doing things that support your body are just as important as the work that we do and that I do with uh, with my clients in our mind work, mm-hmm. right? As far mm-hmm. as our, our unconscious brain. Yeah. And also two things to know about intuition that you guys might not know is as you start practicing honoring that intuition and those intuitive thoughts that flow is you want to be open-minded. That's the first one and fully present in the moment. 
So if our body is in a constant state of stress, Mm. if we do not have great boundaries, if we are staying up super late, if we're over-exercising ourselves, again, back to food or, or doing things that aren't supporting our body to be in a state to be open and present, we're going to miss those intuitive hits. And, and a lot of us, I don't know if anyone out there studies human design. If you do send me a message because I'm super passionate about it right now and I'll probably get certified in it next year. But based on the design of our, of our being, um, our intuition is either going to come once and then we might not get that thought again. Mm -hmm. So some of us, it's like that one and done. And you guys, when you get that thought, that's for you to decide, okay, I got this thought. What am I supposed to do with that? Mm. Some of us are going to get it more than once, kind of like the slap up on side of the head saying, <laughs> yeah. I've Kicking sent you this you in the thought. Butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've sent you this thought a few times. So depending on on your design and how and how your um your your spirit works, you're gonna get that intuitive uh hit differently than you know, you or I might be different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But sure. so again, the brain and the body have to come together for yeah. us to fully become that intuitive being. What do you think about that, Cody? Like I think, having to come together. Absolutely. The mind is so connected to the body. And we do talk about that a lot. Um, it's so important. What we think about, we will actually manifest. And so it's so important to not only just, you know, think about all of the outside influences on our physical health, but we also need to think about the way that our thoughts are, you know, what the patterns of our thoughts are, also the things that we're taking in, you know, all of the information that we're taking in, all of these things actually end up physically manifesting themselves. So it's important for us because we live in this world where we're constantly going and we have a mind and a body. So it's important for us to work with both mind and body and spirit. I like that you brought that in too, because I feel like that's, that's very important too. Um, it's important for us to learn how to nourish all of these different areas of our health and our well-being. And, and so like these tools are huge. Like if you have tools, then it makes it easier, doesn't it? Because it is hard to like quiet ourselves down and to reduce the stress and to stay open and to stay present. That's some, one of the hardest things. I, I am a big meditator. I love meditation. And um, I've tried to encourage all of our listeners to meditate. And I get a lot of feedback from people saying, it's too hard. My mind just races. And what I always say is like, well, it's not like your mind's going to stop. It's like telling your heart to stop beating. It's <laughs> right. not going to. But what it is, is learning some tools and some techniques to refocus, refocus that mind. And so these little tools and techniques make the difference, I think, as far as what we feel like we're capable of doing and and how that will actually help benefit us. Totally. So let's talk about a few things, a few tools. So when I work with a client, I I do a full timeline therapy breakthrough. It's about 20 hours of coaching. Mm. We go through your entire timeline and remove all root causes of all major negative emotions all limiting decisions that have been holding you back. Amazing. And it's, if you've done hypnotherapy, we don't go as deep as that, but by knowing the language of the unconscious brain, we can consciously guide the unconscious Mm -hmm. and find where the unconscious part of your brain has stored these root uh, beliefs and decisions. And you guys, it's actually your unconscious part of your brain that is that fight that's holding you back. It doesn't know how to let go. It doesn't doesn't know we have to teach it that f- that food is safe or that we can have a healthy balance with exercise or with money. And so that's really what I do. And then I teach my clients how to use tapping so they can do that on their own. Because like if you are 
someone that Cody described where meditation's hard because mm-hmm. your mind is all over the place, tapping is going to be great for you. You can literally calm yourself down in, a, in as little as 60 seconds. That's so cool. By tapping on a series of pressure points. Mm-hmm. And most of them are on our face. I have plenty of tutorials on my Instagram, Huntress Coaching. You guys can go and watch. And we will link and, all of the ways that you can find Liana in our show notes. So just so you know. Oh, and I have a free tapping course. So I love everyone it. can get a tapping script and a PDF so you know where the points are. But just doing that in the morning and starting to add in one thing like that at a time is going to help center yourself and help you feel calm and um, more able to listen to that intuition. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I like to do is if you find yourself feeling super frustrated or angry or you're dealing with a a negative emotion, maybe it's on repeat. Maybe you just say, I'm usually always this type of person Mm. as far as negative. I want you to allow yourself to just sit in that for a minute and just ask your brain, try it out. Mm. Say, when was the first time I felt this way? Yeah. Is it hard for people to figure that out? Because I think it's hard for us to remember, like, when did the start? It just kind of seems like it's just kind of who we are and how we've always been. We this is just practice. Like this is again, this is conscious, right? Mm-hmm. This is but if you're doing yeah. it while you're tapping, yeah. that's going to calm that conscious loud voice. Mm-hmm. It's going to calm you so that you can hear that deeper part of your brain. That's, that makes sense. Yeah, that does. It's yeah. amazing. I would love it. I don't know if off the top of your head if you could share any kind of experiences with some of the clients that you've worked with so that maybe yeah. some of the girls that maybe are unfamiliar with what we're talking about. And I know like, I know this sounds like woo, woo, <laughs> hippie, you know, but you girls, you know that I talk so much about this, about how it is all connected. Like I, I'm not going to repeat myself because I've just kind of reiterated that earlier, but um, it is so important for us because guess what? The reason I'm, I brought Liana on here is not just to talk about these modalities and these tools and things like that, but it is related to our hormonal health. It is part of it. It is so important for us to reduce our stress levels, to, you know, listen to our intuition so that we can function the way that our bodies and our minds are designed to function. Totally. So if we think about that, when we're asking ourselves that question, okay, when was the first time I felt like this? When our brain is bringing that up, okay, it's it's not safe for you to overcome your uh, connection with food. It's not safe. It's usually safety is a big one. Safety is a huge one. Mm -hmm. You guys, That just means that there's something to learn from what you went through. And so many times what you're dealing with now is your younger self just Mm -hmm. needing a little help, a little love, a little support. So all you got to do is ask yourself, what do I need to learn from that? And I hope that if you take anything away from what we share today is that it is in the learning that allows the brain to let go. Mm. Say that one more time. Mm -hmm. It's in the learning of what we went through and what we've been through, no matter how traumatic, Mm -hmm. no matter what we've experienced, it's in the learning that allows the brain to finally let it go and quiet those voices. Yeah. Which allows us to be more present, all of those things. And it's that stress, right? That just kills our hormones. Mm -hmm. It does. And you know, I think there's a lot of girls that and people that are out there that just think, well, I know, I know so-and-so had a really traumatic experience in their childhood, but I don't know if I've really ever had, you know, serious trauma. I'm just going to tell you, and I'm sure Liana can vouch for this thought, but every single one of us has experienced trauma. Obviously there's a different degrees, but 
especially that childhood perception of what happens. Like it might not, you know, whatever the event was that caused the trauma, if you, as an adult, you might not recognize it as a trauma because it might feel like no big deal. But as a young child, you didn't have all the tools to, to define what some of the things were happening. You didn't understand, you know, the whole perspective, you know, around whatever was happening to you. And so it actually can get stored in your body as a trauma. So I want you girls to stay open to this because I don't know if you remember way back last December, I talked about how it was really important. I had gone through all of these different um, things to help kind of get to the root cause of some of my hormonal imbalances. I had um, I had fibroids. And so we talked oh, about yeah. like the emotions that are connected to fibroids and all that. Um, and one of the things that I hadn't quite addressed was doing this emotional work. And I have to say it was like the last little piece, kind of like Liana just kind of described and, and it's made a huge difference and I still have a lot more probably that I need to do. So that's why I'm excited to kind of continue working with Liana. But, um, and if you're relating, you can work with Liana too, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it is part of it and it's something that's real. And it's something that we also need to not just keep pushing aside and burying. It's something that if we will just go in and start addressing some of this early childhood trauma through some of these like tools and modalities, then we actually will open up our body and release a lot of things that will allow us to heal. And as we release those things, then when we're using good supplements and we're, and we're exercising, we're eating good food, our body is actually like, okay, I know they're more effective. (laughs) It's more effective. Yeah. Way more, way more effective. Mm -hmm. And I, and I love the process of what I do with timeline therapy because we don't live, we don't have to relive through any trauma. Mm -hmm. Good. I love that too. Okay. I had this really terrible experience with this coach or with this person. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was just reliving my trauma all the time. When we give the brain a job to go in the unconscious brain and find what there was to learn, it doesn't have to relive anything. Because I think that can feel scary. People don't want to go back. That's why we avoid it. That's why we bury these traumas and things. Yeah, Remember guys, it's just in the learning that allows the letting go. So we give the unconscious part of your brain a job to find what there was to learn. And most of the root causes are from our ages of zero to seven. Mm -hmm. Is that, see, I think that's so fascinating. I love that. And I think that might be some new information, hopefully, you know, for a lot of listeners today. So yeah, really cool, Liana. I love that. Yeah. So that is, that's the powerful process. And that's what's, that's what's changed my life. I, I'm really proud to say I, I no longer have that relationship with food. It's very healthy. It's it's very well balanced. I, my hormones have, have adjusted. Um, I use amazing supported food and, and supplements and things that, that now can help my body where before I was using them, but because of these beliefs mm-hmm. and because I wasn't able to honor my intuition, I was in this state of chronic stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our health is a puzzle, right? There's yeah. a lot of pieces that are connected to it and we're all doing our best. I, I'm not trying to make anybody feel like, oh, you know, you keep having to do more, but um, sometimes it's just that one little missing piece. And it's often that little missing piece that we're trying to avoid. We got to actually just work on it. We got to do the work and dig deep and find that root cause, get to the root. So I love that. And I'm so happy for you, Liana, that you are to the point where you are right now, because I feel like there's a lot of people I know and I've worked with over the many years, um, that do have eating disorders and it does feel like it's a lifetime sentence. Um, and it can be, it can be, but I, I hope that you're going to hear in this message today that there is a lot of hope through, you know, listening to Liana's experience and story. There is hope. There are ways for us to kind of heal, heal from anything, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, there's ways for us to heal our body. And if we have the right tools, then we're even better set up to be able to do so. Totally. I think one last thing I want to share is 
we are so driven as a society by our results, right? That's, That's so why true. we hire a new coach. Mm-hmm. That's why we ultimately do something is because maybe we want someone else's results for our own life. But once I learned that that wasn't working, because mm-hmm. <laughs> then I just go get a new coach, right? Yeah. Anyone else been stuck in that cycle, yeah. new diet, a new coach, a new plan. Once I started focusing on my belief in myself, realizing that I, we all came into this world enough to, to create and do and have and be whatever it is that we truly, truly want, that we came into that world capable of that, that changed everything for me. And now I spend all my time with my clients and myself working on the belief side of it. And what's so cool is that the results you've always wanted, they just show up mm-hmm. and they just happen. It's almost as if they're there. Already, Already. but you just haven't opened that beautiful gift yet. You just haven't untied that ribbon to like enjoy that, those results. And I think that you're so true. And you know, we're coming up into the time of year where we're reassessing our lives and then we're setting our new year's resolutions. And we're trying to think of all the things that we want to accomplish. I hope this kind of puts you into a different mindset of what that can actually look like and maybe where you need to start. And, and, you know, it's a lot of times when I, like I said, our health is a puzzle if you look at it like that and you see that it's separated by several different, you know, elements or components of health, um, it's going to be looking at the ones that you have been avoiding the most. This is the key. I feel like if you find the two that you would say are bottom of your list of you haven't been working on them, you haven't been doing anything about it, focus on those maybe the beginning of the year if you're wanting to set goals. Because I'm all about setting goals and accomplishing. That's great. But let's actually do work that's going to enrich our lives and make us actually, um, feel better and not just like drive ourselves into the ground, trying to, you know, accomplish these goals that are really just, you know, not for us. Totally. And I think that's such a great thing as we think about new years, um, anyone out there that deals with anxiety, one of the coolest things that, and that was also in my past, uh, panic attacks, things like that, which mm. we didn't go into yeah, today, but I don't so really, much. we need like 10 episodes <laughs> with Liana. Yeah. I don't really feel the need to, sh- cause that's just such my old story. Sure. Yeah. But for anyone that's really struggling with anxiety, as far as from the perspective of what I do, anxiety is a signal from your unconscious mind that you aren't focusing on the right thing for you in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so the best thing that you can do as far as the language that if something that you can do right this moment is just start visualizing yourself, completing something successfully. Mm. Just start seeing yourself in your mind, doing it well, talking nice to yourself, positive I am statements, I choose statements, (laughs) because those help you take ownership back of your life. Mm -hmm. And if you're planning New Year's and you're thinking about that to help (laughs) you be forward focused, just want to give you a challenge. Four words that you could take out of your vocabulary. (laughs) Get your notebooks out again. (laughs) That your brain doesn't even process anyway. Mm. Don't, can't, shouldn't, and won't. Yep. If we can take those out, you guys, I stopped, I, it's really hard, but I stopped using most of those. I mean, with, even with my kids. Mm. So my son, if you say, don't touch the hot stove, mm-hmm. your instant reaction like, is touch, touch it, it because your brain is hearing touch the hot stove. Yep. Same for me. Don't eat that piece of chocolate cake. Your brain is going to be driven on the cake. So you want to turn it around you guys in the form of the positive. That's one of the most powerful things about the language the brain understands is actually saying things uh, that are going to get you closer to what you want. So anytime we're saying, oh, I shouldn't do that, that's like a step back. Yeah. So we want to say what it is that we do want. And you guys would be really surprised if you just start saying things that you want, maybe even if if they've as if they've already happened. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I made, I don't know, $1,000 <laughs> extra this month. Yeah. If you just start saying that you already did that, 
you're going to create these amazing feelings in your body and your brain. Your reticular reticular activating system is going to kick on and your brain's going to be like, okay, we're on a mission to get that. Yep. And isn't that cool? (laughs) We're going to get that. (laughs) I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. I believe in all of this. I'll just have you know, I, I am... I'm a fan of all of this that Liana has just shared with us. And I love that challenge. And I'm going to take that on too. So as you're wording the things that we want to be accomplishing in our next little while, think of the positives, use that wording that she just described, and you will be amazed at the things that you manifest in your life, including your health. And it really just comes down to like, she's talked about, like I said, we could have 10 episodes with Liana and I'm going to post all the ways that you can (laughs) connect with Liana because she is a wealth of knowledge and she's not only has the wisdom, but she has the experience. And so she can relate and empathize. And she has just this loving kind of spirit about her that you just can't get enough of. But It comes down to let's quiet ourselves down. Let's listen to the intuition. Let's trust it and let's act on what it's telling us to do. And if we could just learn to do that, our life will feel so much more balanced and we will be so much healthier. So thank you, Liana, so much. Um, I'm going to end it here and uh, I wish we could continue this conversation, but you are just a light and I appreciate that you have shared your journey with us and given us some really incredible tools and our audience will be able to go and kind of do some more research if they're interested in learning a little bit more detail about some of these modalities. Um, Go to our show notes. You're going to be able to you know, connect there. Also, if you have any comments or you've got any um, things that you would like to share with us, we have a couple ways that you can do that. You can reach out to us through email. You can reach out to the to us through our social media DMs. We also have a really cool feature called SpeakPipe where you can leave like a voice message for us. And we love getting those because it helps us to feel connected to you. Um, These are all ways that you can communicate to us about things that you are interested in learning because we actually, um, all of our episodes are um, decided based on the things that you are asking to learn more about. We love sharing information. We love bringing on great guests here like Leanna. And that's our mission and our goal is to help us to all have the tools that we need to feel healthier and happier in our lives. So you girls, I hope you enjoyed today. I learned a lot, Leanna. Thank you so so much. much. You're amazing. And we will be back with another amazing episode next week. I can't believe we're heading into December. It's crazy. Um, But what a fun month. And we hope that you guys will join us again next Tuesday. Until then, have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.